Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello and happy Monday, my friends. This is Amy Lee San Juan, and I'd like to welcome you back to another informative episode of Cisco Champion Radio, where we discuss topics across the Cisco portfolio to give you the insights you want and hopefully need. Today, we are talking about Nexus Dashboard, and specifically, we are going to uncover how you can simplify hybrid cloud network automation and operations with a single platform. So whether you're NetOps, DevOps, CloudOps, or SecOps, you can operate the networking environment based on your role. It sounds pretty cool to me. To help us guide the conversation, we have champions Guru, Meredith, and Shai, and it is our pleasure to welcome Amit and Srini as our Cisco subject matter experts. Amit and Srini, welcome to Cisco Champion Radio. We are so happy to have you. Can you tell us more about your roles at Cisco? Okay, I'll go first, given my name starts with A. Hey, uh, everyone, my name is Amit Patel. I'm VP of Engineering. I'm responsible for all the controllers in cloud networking, uh, which includes ACI, APIC, uh, and DFC, as well as Nexus Dashboard platform. Uh, happy to uh, talk about Nexus Dashboard and all the things we've been doing, working on to solve some of the problems. Uh, looking forward to the conversation. All right. Um, hello, everyone. Uh, I'm uh, Srini Raju. I lead the product management for uh, ACI, Nexus Dashboard, and uh, ecosystem in the cloud networking uh, team in Cisco. Uh, very excited to be here today to discuss some of the most recent uh, you know, innovations and uh, solutions that we're building uh, for a hybrid cloud. All right. Guru, tell us about yourself. Hello, everyone. Thank you for having me. My name is uh, Guru Betadapura. I have spent about uh, 15 years in the networking industry as a solution architect, as a product manager, and uh, I have helped many customers in their network transformation journey. Uh, so you can find me uh, at uh, fivelayers.net. Uh, so I'm a tech blogger at this point in time. Awesome. Meredith, you're up next. What do you do? All right. I'm Meredith Rose. I'm a principal consulting systems engineer with Worldwide Technology. Uh, I specialize mostly in data center network architecture. I've had a CCIE since 1999 and in 2020 became Cisco DevNet certified, and I'm also a Cisco champion. Happy to be here on Cisco Champions Radio. You can find me on Twitter at Mer3DithRose. It's M-E-R-3-D-I-T-H-R-O-S-E. Very cool. Shy, last but not least, I was going alphabetical order in case you guys are wondering. <laughs> Tell us about yourself. All good. Thank you very much, Amy Lee. Uh, I'm Shai Silverman. I'm the Director of Network Services for San Jose State University. I've uh, been... Uh, uh, supporting both uh, like data centers, but really kind of like like making sure ones and zeros get from source to destination quite a bit. Uh, I could be fine on Twitter at S-H-A-I-D-O-M. All right, Srini, before the champions kick off the conversation with their first question, can you help level set the conversation uh, and give us any background we need? Uh, sure, Emily. I think, uh, you know, many of you have probably, uh, you know, seen some of the most recent uh, innovations we have announced uh, from a cloud networking perspective at Cisco. 
but this conversation, um, you know, just to bring everybody up to speed in terms of uh, what is the scope and, and where we are today in our journey. Uh, fundamentally, we have been working towards uh, driving automation in the data center and then extending that automation functions to uh, hybrid cloud environments, uh, to multi-cloud environments. And um, so people who are familiar with, you know, what you've done in the data center uh, know, know about ACI, uh, which is a controller-driven SDN solution we launched about uh, seven years ago, um, and a lot of, uh, you know, customer traction adoption that we have seen there. Uh, most recently, we have uh, launched, uh, you know, what's called uh, Nexus Dashboard. And this is uh, fundamentally a cloud operational platform uh, we have developed to really simplify the operational aspect for our customers. So the, a lot of discussion today is going to be focused on Nexus Dashboard. Um, uh, what are some of the capabilities? Um, you know, what are some of the recent innovations? How does it help our customers and various interaction around that? So that's kind of a quick high-level context, Emily. Th thank you, uh, Srini. So I, I'm, this is actually very exciting, right? It's like, you know, typically when we know we talk about Cisco, uh, you know, we think of Cisco from a hardware company, and this is really kind of the embracement of, of the whole software portfolio. Um, but I mean, how is Cisco really planning to, to strengthen the, the whole multi-cloud context? Because uh, one of the things I see when we talk data center, we really redefine what the data center is today, and and globally, customers are moving the data centers, uh, both you know to AWS, Azure, Google Cloud, and and some on prem. Uh, so, what are some of the innovations and and integrations that you have underway with this to I mean to help with these data center networking? Sure, sure. That's a very very relevant question in the context of what we are seeing in the industry today. Um, a lot of customers are definitely uh, looking at adopting uh, you know multi cloud hybrid cloud architectures. And uh, we, we see customers across the spectrum uh, in, in this space. Um, obviously, you know, we're very uh, intimately uh, working with a lot of customers who have large on-premise deployments with uh, ACI, DCNM uh, infrastructure. Uh, and, and these customers are looking at extending, you know, their workloads to cloud and having this uh, hybrid cloud deployments. And there are also some customers who are only looking at multi-cloud. And, and these customers want to start in the cloud first and then want to extend their environments to on-prem. So there is bi-directional kind of movement and adoption of architectures that we see um, across our customer base. Uh, and the fundamental challenge that they're all facing is um, these environments are heterogeneous, right? So every cloud has you know, their cloud native constructs. Uh, they do obviously provide a lot of agility in terms of you know, spinning up workloads and, and, and um, uh, lighting them up. Uh, but when you have this distributed multi-cloud environments, uh, their key challenge is um, from an operational standpoint, uh, how can I make it simple, right? So because I don't have a single tool that helps me uh, uniformly, for example, connect these workloads, uniformly get visibility into all these different workloads uh, that are in AWS, Azure, and Google, and on-prem, and Edge eventually. So that's that's a key challenge for them. Compliance is, is another key challenge for them. Uh, there's, of course, workload movement, you know, there's migration happening from cloud to cloud, on-prem to cloud, and vice versa. So we've actually seen customers who bring back their workloads from, you know, starting in the cloud first and coming on-prem. And so maintaining consistent security posture, maintaining the connectivity, visibility uh, is, is a core challenge for them. And of course, they want to be able to do so in, in a as quickly as possible uh, in the most optimized TCO. And, and uh, these are, you know, some of the challenges that customers are facing today. And, and that's kind of where we are focused on. How do we make it simple for our customers? How do we create a platform that allows them to bring in what they have already deployed, whether it's on-prem or cloud, and then seamlessly let them operate across these different distributed environments. 
So Srini, I do have a question around uh, the insights engine, right? So as I understand, uh, the insights engine forms the underpinning for the proactive operations of the Nexus dashboard. So now given that the Nexus dashboard gets the telemetry data from all the different ACI clusters across the globe, and I suppose uh, there's a, a big data system underneath which ha which hosts all these data sets. And one of the features I'm looking at is around forecasting and anomaly detection. I think these are typical uh, features which you can derive out of this big data system. So how does this forecasting and anomaly detection applies to, to the Nexus dashboard one view uh, for either NetOps team or, or a SecOps team? Um, sure, Guru. I, I, there are actually, uh, you know, kind of three key pieces, you know, that you've kind of touched upon there. One is from a use case standpoint in these distributed environments, how does it help customers and what you've done there, which is the one view that you refer to. The second part of it is the kind of technical aspect of it around we have these distributed clusters. How do we manage? How do we correlate? How do we baseline? And how do we synthesize all this information? Um, so I'll let us the first one, and then I'll hand it off to Amit to talk about you know some of the technology behind what enables this particular use case. Um, so let's start with the first one, which is um, you know absolutely you're right. You know in the initially when you have a single fabric, we provide that deep correlated visibility from the hardware and software. Right? It's this telemetry that's coming from both uh, layers. And uh, we, we synthesize that across your data plane, across your control plane, and, and that visibility is provided by uh, Nexus uh, dashboard insights uh, for a single fabric. And that's kind of where we started. But over time, obviously, you know, most of our customers have multiple data centers uh, for their disaster recovery use cases, quite simply, you know, for scale, uh, you know, and also they want to, of course, have their infrastructure closer to where the customers are. So multiple considerations the point being we on a daily basis you know a lot of the customers have distributed uh, data centers and um, they obviously want to be able to now operate in this distributed environment with the same level of depth from a visibility standpoint that you get in a single fabric so what this means is uh, questions arise at that point in terms of uh, you have these distributed data centers do you have a cluster in each of these different data centers do you have a centralized cluster that kind of talks to the controllers that are managing each of these individual data center uh, fabrics and then correlate them. So multiple architecture uh, uh, combinations come into play where you host your services. So in the context of Nexus dashboard, uh, we have multiple service capabilities for orchestration, for visibility, for uh, you know, a new service we call you know, data broker, for example, span functionality uh, or controller themselves, right? So, so where do you host these services in, when you have these distributed environments? And then how do you visualize that? And, and what are the roles and responsibilities and kind of privileges you um, allow for your uh, users to uh, have access to? So those become very uh, you know, important. And kind of this is where your OneView comes into play. So OneView, quite simply, is a way for you to pull together the telemetry that you're getting across this distributed cluster environments, synthesize that in one single pane of glass so that you know as a NetOps person, I can go and look at exactly you know what my topology is where my workloads are uh, and where the trouble spots are uh, it's very easy for me to just say you know you can get everything in one place and that's the requirement i give to amit and then you know he has to obviously build that on the back end and there's a lot of technical uh, 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 you know uh, amazing things that happen on the back end in terms of having the data lakes and how to make, make that work so at this point maybe amit they want to chime in in terms of you know how this whole architecture comes into play 
to actually enable customers this one view capability uh, in a distributed environment. Sure, Srini. So, Guru, as, as Srini described, right, as customers have multiple data centers, multiple environments, whether it's on-prem cloud, what we wanted to make sure is we allow and build a platform which allows to build and bring this disjoint tools as, as a one consistent set of operations which we can uh, bring it together on one platform, right? So that's what Nexus Dashboard is. And then at, as part of that, one of the key things which we are trying to make sure is from operationals capability and the data uh, gathering point of view, each site, if I have two data center, I should be able to capture and gather the data, whether it's a hardware telemetry or software, in each site, but when it comes to resolving the problem, the problems are not tied to just one site, right? Problems could be spanning across multiple data centers or even between on-prem and the cloud. How do I bring that intelligence, which is between two data centers through one view, which is what Srini talked about, right? So from a technical point of view, the way the platform is built, it's again built on the Kubernetes as a base uh, platform so that it's extensible. As your environment grows within one data center or others, you should be able to extend horizontally uh, those clusters as your demand increases in terms of how many flows you are able to collect. The other aspect what Srini talked about is how do we correlate? And this is where you were talking about anomalies. How do we do this correlation between the different uh, telemetry which we are getting. And this is where configuration and operational uh, data which we are gathering together. How do I synthesize both this together to give that quick uh, diagnosis and resolution of the problems customers are seeing from an operations point of view? So from a technical point of view, of course, this is a, a big data uh, problem. How do I make sure that each cluster can individually scale? But at, at the same time, from customer point of view, when it comes to consuming this, how do I give one single pane of glass, one point, where they can configure and operate uh, all this uh, thing as as simply as they can, right? So th that's where Nexus Dashboard is custom built for this kind of a uh, use case. Uh, and we'll talk about more in terms of what other different capabilities we have done. Uh, I, mean, I want to follow up. I mean, you, you kind of keep talking uh, about single point of view, single, you know, uh, kind of an automation and net ops. And um, I know a lot of companies, especially if you're into the NetOps, I mean, they have invested uh, into like their uh, their platforms for managing things such as ServiceNow or Splunk. I mean, how, how do you still maintain the single pane of glass and also integration into other investments that customers made? So, Sai, that's a great question, right? At the end of the day, uh, what we are gathering is the network telemetry, which is coming from the hardware and making sure that we are giving the insight what is happening in the network. At the same time, like you mentioned, customers do have their own operation tools, whether it's a service now and Splunk. So the way the platform itself is built, we are doing integrations with all this existing customer tools which they are using and making sure the telemetry data we have collected, can I export it to existing Splunk cluster and then allow customer capability to look at the data and build the tools and capabilities they are already existing as part of their operations uh, to see that visualization, right? So that is absolutely part of the uh, equation to make sure that whether it's a service now and Splunk and Shrini can talk a little bit more about what specific integrations we have already shipped and what we think we can do more. Because as you mentioned, right, this is an area which continues to evolve and then there are diff different tools customers are using based on their requirements. And we want to make sure we have those right integration built into the Nexus dashboard to allow them to continue to use those tools and build, you know, bring the telemetry what we have in the network uh, to help them simplify the operations. Sure, just to add to that, Shai, what Amit was referring to in terms of integrations. I mean, we obviously, uh, you know, from a, 
controller standpoint, we are integrated with uh, all these different ecosystem partners that we have, 65 plus today and counting. Um, so ServiceNow and Splunk are key ecosystem partners for us. Uh, but the net new thing that you would see um, evolving here would be from an architecture standpoint, uh, these integrations would come together uh, at the Nexus dashboard operational layer, essentially, right? So uh, controller integrations are there, but given that we're focusing on Nexus dashboard being that cloud operational platform, it allows you to uh, now directly integrate with all these ecosystem partners. And we're focusing on a few of them in the beginning, in the, in the initial phases. So for example, simple use cases that, you know, Amit already talked about, um, you, you maintain a baseline of your environment and how your you know, network is performing. And then you have that historical context and then deviations from that historical context get triggered as anomalies. And, and when you have these anomalies, the most obvious thing for you to do is drill down and see you know, where the problem spot is. And so uh, linking this to ServiceNow, for example, where you can automatically create a ticket when you detect an anomaly uh, and then you know, have, create the trail to follow up and, and figure out you know, where the problem is and, and help resolve that, that ticket eventually. That whole life cycle, that whole workflow uh, is getting automated through Nexus dashboard. And so uh, it's a very powerful way for customers to automate a lot of these integrations from uh, you know, detection all the way to um, you know, alerting your operational staff to actually resolving that. And here's some of the interesting things you can actually do in terms of uh, uh, remediation itself. So once you create the ticket, you can have some user-defined uh, templates and user-defined policies based on the scope of the problem that's been raised as an anomaly. You can react to it in an automated way where it makes sense. Of course, you know you don't want to uh, automatically uh, go clear something that you know is going to disrupt your network. So there will be user intervention where it makes sense, and there could be automation where it makes sense depending on the severity and scope of the anomalies that are being raised. So this whole entire kind of lifecycle aspect of it. Um, uh, you know, comes together in a holistic way with Nexus dashboard in the context of the ecosystem partners such as uh, ServiceNow. That kind of leads a little bit into my question, which is around tool sprawl. I think you covered a lot of this already about like, what are the differentiators that make this single pane of glass different from all the other vendors that say they have a single pane of glass tool? Would you say this kind of complements those? Does it integrate them? It sounds like you're saying it really integrates a lot of those other tools into this new platform that you have. Um, so can you talk about that a little bit? Like how does this help the IT team that feels like they have too many tools already? How is this gonna help them you know, solve problems without having to look in 20 different places? I would like to add to that. It's, I mean, there's one, one aspect of issue solving problems, but the other one is how do you proactively prevent problems with the platform as well? Right, proactive is definitely a key uh, benefit to any tools. Like the reactive is one thing, but if you can spot things proactively, then that's a really big bonus. Got it. So let me touch on on those different aspects you raised. So let's let's start with the proactive piece first, right? So um, if you look at you know the way we get visibility into a single fabric or multiple fabrics, you know from a proactive perspective, what we're able to do is, uh, for example, figure out if you're running out of capacity on a certain leaf in terms of your policy camp perspective, right? So you you know where your problem spot is likely going to be based on the trending you're seeing in terms of your resource consumption. And you can, as a user, set threshold saying, if it exceeds 70%, I want to be alerted and I want to take proactive action if my capacity hits a certain level, if my CPU is running hot, if my you know, disk is you know, uh, having performance issues. There are a lot of these things that you can baseline from a trending perspective and before you actually hit a threshold that's going to impact your application or your network, 
you can trigger alerts and, and uh, take corrective action. So you're able to do that because you get the deep telemetry for all your, um, you know, there are multiple components that, that we monitor, uh, all the resources, of course. Uh, uh, then there are control plane events we monitor, data plane events we monitor. And, and uh, the trending is what helps us to be more proactive here, essentially, right? So that's, that's one of the key things we do. Um, and so prevention is, is very important. Prevention also has a slightly different flavor uh, where let's say, for example, you want to uh, actually, you know, deploy a new configuration. I want to deploy, you know, 30, you know, EPGs uh, and, and onboard, you know, five more tenants. So before I actually do these kind of, you know, configuration pushes, I can actually check if I'm going to break something. So this is also another proactive or, you know, uh, a way for you to figure out uh, if any configuration changes that I'm going to make uh, is going to break my compliance, is going to break my capacity, is going to, you know, uh, create a security hole in my system so I can proactively do these things before uh, the system actually gets impacted. So this is what we kind of call, uh, you know, pre and post configuration checks. These are kind of baked into the services for Nexus dashboard and uh, really helps our customers to uh, de-risk their, their environments. So that's, you know, one of the things, uh, you know, from a proactive perspective, uh, uh, the Nexus dashboard does. Um, in terms of, and, and I don't know, Amit, you want to add something here? before I go to the next next part? No, I think you covered it. I think, the, uh, Rose, from a proactive point of view, this is absolutely critical given the complexity of the environments big customers are running, right? How do we make sure that before any change is made, we have a full visibility in terms of what the current state is, what the new change is, and how do we give them that uh, you know confidence that whatever change they're bringing in is not going to impact the existing service. And this is where what Shrini talked about in terms of looking at the current state and showing the impact from the overall infrastructure point of view is the key of a part of the Nexus dashboard, right? And then that capability, you will see us adding a lot more features, including big changes like upgrade. If I'm about to upgrade my entire infrastructure from version A to version B, how do I make sure that my current state of the fabric, which is running version A, after post-upgrade, it continues to be the same. And this is also, again, part of my change validations and making sure that my current state and future state is going to be the same. And these are the key capabilities we'll keep enhancing. Uh, and it is absolutely critical part of uh, current offering as well. So putting this in the NetOps, uh, in the NetOps, I guess, timeline, this is really about continuous delivering and continuous monitoring, right? So it's a CD and CM function. Absolutely, right? I mean, this is part of, you know, CI, CD is a DevOps pipeline. You can say NetOps has the similar tools and capabilities they need to manage the infrastructure. And Next Dashboard is built to give those tools and capabilities to give them confidence as well as to build the automation around that uh, before they make any change. They should be able to get this insight. I think that's a good distinction to make between to say, Gathering wire data, a lot of people think that's what gives me visibility. I gather, you know, I have taps and spans. I gather this wire data and I analyze it and look for problems. But you're really going to a different level and looking into the CAM tables and to how the network itself or the health of the network and the code and the hardware and the software, which obviously has a huge impact on how the network performs. So I think that's a great distinguishing feature to call out. So, so now as part of the CI/CD model here, uh, I mean, depending, I guess, on the business model that you have and, and the vertical you're in, there's a lot of compliance, right? If you're a hospital or medical, you have HIPAA compliance. Uh, how do you help ensure compliance uh, with these platforms as well? Sure. Um, so, I mean, compliance is, uh, you know, obviously a big a word. Broad, yeah, <laughs> big word. So uh, I want to be a little bit careful in terms of how, uh, you know, I address uh, the compliance enablement that we do with the platform, right? Fundamentally, 
uh, if you look at it, there, is, there are security uh, uh, aspects that you want to make sure you're compliant with. Uh, you know, this could, for example, uh, uh, try to where should my data be located? Uh, the whole you know discussion uh, these days around uh, GDPR and and uh, you know that's kind of one one angle. But the other one is more about um, I want uh, you know my um, mortgage application to be accessed only by a mortgage officer and not by a teller in the bank, for example. Uh, I want uh, to make sure that uh, my web tier is only accessible or uh, from from my uh, data tier and vice versa. So there are a lot of these uh, security um, rules that you obviously need to uh, put in place uh, from an accessibility standpoint. Um, in your uh, infrastructure. And so this is where uh, dashboard would come into play. And so we provide the necessary levels of, uh, you know, flexibility that users need to define their templates from a compliance standpoint. Uh, it could also be, for example, as simple as, you know, in what we call conformance, right? In, you know, if I have uh, a thousand leaves uh, in, in my infrastructure uh, across, you know, 20 different fabrics, and this is actually a real use case that, that some of our customers have. Um, how do I know uh, if my hardware is end of life? How do I know if my software is end of, end of support? Uh, it's very hard operationally to track all of these things. And then obviously, you know, from a, a compliance perspective, you would have a mandate to say, you want to be current in terms of where your software and hardware is from a support standpoint. So we have built tools into the dashboard that allow you to kind of proactively look at where you are from that conformance standpoint. So if you're exposed to, for example, a software release that has a security vulnerability, you've got a P-cert, for example, or there are critical you know, defects that are going to impact the you know, 3.x version that you're probably running in your system, we alert you proactively. So you can, you can select you know, what are the type of uh, uh, alerts you want to subscribe to, and then uh, we tell you that your hardware is going to be out of compliance six months from now because uh, what we do is um, you know, we get telemetry of your infrastructure um, and then we correlate that with the central database that we have in, in the Cisco cloud. We download metadata to, to this Nexus dashboard, and then that allows us to figure out uh, in, in kind of almost real-time basis uh, where you are at any given point of time from a conformance standpoint. So these are, Shai, some of the things that you can do to make sure that your, your customers are staying uh, compliant. Uh, a lot of this would be, of course, you know, customer-defined templates. Uh, and it's also part of you know what Cisco thinks you know is the most recommended best practice that you need to adhere to uh, to de-risk your environments. It sounds like like a, a little bit of lifecycle management as well. Absolutely, yes. So I just had a question from the DevOps perspective. Uh, so looking at it from the DevOps lens, uh, I suppose the platform is API rich. Uh, so when it comes to the data, right? Uh, so what level of access and what are some of the Use cases upon which this DevOps team uh, can 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 uh, work with the data. Can they take it to the extent where you know they start building models based on the data they're looking at, or is it more of a, a, a task which Cisco undertakes in being able to you know build these features around anomaly detection and forecasting? So I can take that. So from a group from a, a platform point of view, of course, it's API built. So all the uh, capabilities what we are exposing, there are APIs available for customer to consume. Now the data lake itself is uh, not exposed as an API. And the idea is that whatever the algorithms and ML and the anomalies detections and the uh, things we are doing, 
is exposed as an API, right? So from a DevOps point of view, if the some of the use cases which we talked about from a change validation point of view, if customer is doing automation and they want to make a change, but they want to validate the change before that get pushed into the environment, that's an API they can integrate with their existing workflow, get that uh, feedback, and then they can run that pipeline, right? So from end-to-end uh, -end automation point of view, this absolutely can be integrated with their existing workflows, whatever they're using, whether it's a Terraform, Ansible, or any other uh, GitOps-based uh, pipelines they have, they should be able to integrate these APIs and run end-to-end -end validations or even operationals if they have tools which they are uh, doing automations and getting that real-time visibility. The API exposed what we talked about from anomalies detection to proactive monitoring, all those data they can query and then uh, act and create the workflows out of it, right? So all that is uh, absolutely programmable and uh, can be integrated into the pipeline. Meredith? So it sounds like we have a tremendous amount of capability and insight in this platform. How scalable is it? I know that there are some limitations sometimes in the fabric size, the number of leaves you can support. We're talking about, you know, obviously doing this tool for multiple data centers, cloud, bringing it all together. How does the uh, product scale? You know, at some point, do you need two Nexus dashboards if your enterprise is big enough? Or how do you kind of grow to accommodate the, the larger networks? Right. So as I described earlier, right, so the platform itself is uh, horizontally scalable. It's a pure Kubernetes-based platform. So the way uh, we have architected is from a single site point of view today, uh, you can scale up to, you know, 16 Nexus dashboard appliances, which which is a huge deployment from if you really have that uh, huge environment, you should be able to horizontally scale. So typical deployment starts with three appliances, and this is uh, how you would start in most cases. And as your demand grows, if you are, you know, 50 leaves, if you grow your environment to 100 leaves, how do you horizontally scale? You don't have to deploy everything day one because each environment kind of, you know, naturally grow as their demand changes from a customer point of view. So, uh, from a platform point of view, it is one site can scale up to 16. And of course, you can have multiple sites. Each one of them could be similar scale. But when it comes to, and this was one of the reason the way we designed the Nexus dashboard architecture, what Srini talked about, one view and single pane of glass. We want to make sure each site, the data is local to the site. But when it comes to managing and getting that one single pane of glass, you should be able to query across these different clusters, right? So even though you may have deployed multiple clusters on different sites, when it comes to operations view, you still have one place to go. And that that's, allows customer to make sure that, you know, each uh, site is can be independently scaled. But when it comes to view, it's still one view. Okay, great. So you can really scale that back end out to large environments, but you don't have to have a whole bunch of different front ends to manage those. So uh, we've had a lot of talk here, I think, about uh, uh, getting into the whole DevOps, but uh, this platform is just as valuable to organizations who are not doing uh, DevOps and are still in the DevOps, even the NetOps mode, correct? Absolutely. So um, we started with NetOps, of course, uh, Shai, as you know, but what we have noticed is, uh, uh, you know, beyond just the network connectivity, there are a lot of use cases that customers want to enable from an automation perspective. So um, DevOps is very, very, very critical in terms of, you know, where we see uh, a lot of interest in how this platform would be consumed. Uh, CICD pipelines that Amit talked about. Um, some of this also comes to fruition in terms of how customers are consuming today Ansible, Terraform, right? So for on-prem and cloud environments. And so we have a lot of 
of uh, you know uh, support there uh, in, in enabling this ecosystem for for driving automation for DevOps. Um, and I would actually say you know CloudOps, SecOps are also very integral in in collaborating on this platform because uh, it really depends on the use case. If you are you know connecting workload from cloud to cloud, you can use Nexus dashboard to enable that connectivity and automation, and that's relevant for CloudOps. Doing hybrid cloud use cases, typically we tend to see the NetOps teams being the ones you know setting up those tunnels for you as you egress from a data center, interact with SD-WAN, and go all the way to cloud. Uh, DevOps, of course, where you know if I'm spinning up a new application service, I want that application service, you know, microservices, you know, tier architecture to automatically be placed into the right group and have the right set of L4, L7 services chaining be applied to it. And so this is where uh, you know the, the cloud operational platform that I'm talking about, Nexus Dashboard, will help you. Uh, the core capabilities, of course, have already been built into the controller, but Nexus Dashboard, uh, you know, brings all of these things together where you automatically, for example, and it's a specific use case that we have done in the context of uh, you know, console. So when an application service gets spun up, you detect it, you automatically trigger a workflow that allows you to stitch that service to the right L4L7 service. And then um, you can do that within the context of a data center or across data centers or all the way to the cloud from an L4L7 service chaining perspective. So uh, the, the answer here being it's it's a relevant platform for you know not just NetOps, but uh, increasingly towards DevOps, CloudOps, and, and SecOps. And I, I guess, look, I mean, for our listeners, uh, what sort of job levels, what sort of like IT professionals you think should be uh, taking a look at, at this product if they wanted to explore it? Yes. I mean, so the goal here was to uh, really create a simple uh, operational platform. So we wanted to simplify this without having users to be like extremely conversant about, you know, the CLI commands that traditionally uh, the network admins are used to. They love it. They, they like it, you know, uh, but then there are also set of users who are uh, more driven by, uh, you know, the GUI framework and, and click through uh, kind of workflows. So um, our goal, of course, is to simplify the level of, you know, in-depth expertise you need to operate in this platform. Uh, but that said, uh, it's 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 primarily targeted towards, as I mentioned, you know, the NetOps and, and CloudOps teams and SecOps teams. Uh, uh, and, and that's kind of the typical persona you want to kind of look at uh, uh, and, and uh, uh, from an operational standpoint. Um, so I have a question on the integration part of Nexus dashboard. Uh, so if you if you look at it, so the app dynamics and thousand eyes, these two tools, I think they're pretty much cutting through uh, all Cisco's core technologies, be it collaboration, security, or data center. And uh, if you can talk about so how, first of all, AppDynamics and Thousand Eyes complement Nexus Dashboard, uh, and what are, what are some of the uh, cool insights uh, which one can uh, derive out of this integration you know, in terms of operations or troubleshooting uh, or anything for that matter. Absolutely. Uh, so Guru, uh, let's take AppDynamics first, right? So the way I want to think about this is when we build the integrations into the platform, there is a, there's a vertical uh, way of looking at it in terms of how do I really help uh, resolve the application level uh, issues from a stack perspective. So where App Dynamics comes into play is it gives you that visibility and, and troubleshooting, uh, you know, capabilities to see how application tier to application tier performance is. If there's a performance degradation that you're seeing in terms of how two tiers are communicating, uh, it alerts you and you get to know, and, you know that visibility around app layer. But what's needed underneath that is, uh, is this being caused because, you know, my port 34 uh, is dropping packets. How do I correlate that from the application level all the way to the network? And this is where dashboard and app dynamics come uh, together from an integration standpoint. So uh, we are able to cross-launch across these two uh, different platforms. We did that initially, of course, with ACI. 
and uh, a similar functionality where um, you get visibility into the application layer and likewise you know the app dynamics uh, you know app admin would get visibility into you know if it's a network problem or not and so quite simply we are able to correlate app issues to the network issues pinpoint exactly where you know if communications is slow we are able to pinpoint exactly that's because latency between these two ports is dropping for xyz reasons right uh, so uh, so that's the benefit of these integrations. That's kind of a core use case, being able to quickly identify if it's a network issue, if it's a network issue, where exactly is the problem, and that is where uh, Dashboard Insights would uh, help you converge quickly. So that's kind of the app layer and the vertical way of looking at it. Uh, Thousand Eyes is, is uh, the way I look at it is, is, is from a horizontal perspective, which is um, today Thousand Eyes gives you visibility that is driven by, you know, you, you deploy agents and then you, based on synthetic traffic that you triggered across these different, uh, uh, you know, agent deployments, you get to measure where the, the performance impact is and where, you know, you get visibility into the into the uh, network, essentially. So if you look at a distributed environment, um, you know, cloud, SD-WAN, data center with ACI, for example, uh, the controller gives you full visibility into what's happening within the fabric. Where you lose that visibility is once you egress the controller from the border leaf. And so if I have an application that is actually, you know, multi-tiered with some tiers in cloud, some tiers in on-prem, and if I want to correlate the visibility between these tiers, what I need to then be able to do is not just within my fabric, which the, you know, for example, the ACI controller would, would give me that visibility. Um, I wanted to see when the packet egresses my, uh, you know, border leaf on the ACI fabric, the visibility over the IP network, visibility over SD-WAN, all the way to the cloud. And then within the cloud, again, you of course have a controller there that gives you full visibility around what's happening within the cloud, but being able to stitch all these things together, and, and that's where Dashboard and, and uh, uh, Thousand Eyes come into play. Thousand Eyes fills for you that gap between two data centers, that gap between data center and cloud, that gap between a branch office and a data center. So that's why this, you know, marrying these two is extremely important when you want to get that end-to-end uh, you know, complete visibility from a from a network perspective, and and that's what differentiates you know the two Cisco assets coming together in terms of anything else that's out there in the market. Now, is all this kind of being fed through the Insight engine? I mean, because because it sounds like this is kind of the the, the magic clue a little bit that, that pulls it all together. Yes. So um, uh, the the goal is you there's a place for you know both these solutions uh, to to be um, uh, you know um, uh, made accessible to customers depending on the use cases they're looking at but given that both are api driven solutions you obviously have the capability to use the apis of nexus dashboard to pull that visibility that you know for example uh, thousand eyes provides you from an ip network uh, visibility perspective into your dashboard insights and vice versa so it really depends on what the customer's preferred way of uh, interaction uh, is uh, but you can definitely Definitely bring that visibility from Thousand Eyes into your Nexus dashboard because you have the APIs that Thousand Eyes supports, and then um, we would like to correlate that in a single place. I guess I have my last question here, and that is, uh, if users wanted to uh, test this out, play with it, and experiment, how do they get started? Sure. Yes. I mean, do you want to take this? Yeah. I mean, I think we have uh, Nexus dashboard today is supported. You know, all different form factors. I mean, there is a, of course, if you're deploying on-prem, you have appliances which you can order. But at the same time, when you're just trying it out, you just want to give it a try. You have OVA form factor as well as VM in the cloud, so you can just kick off the cloud VM, uh, try it out, uh, look at all the capabilities, and then uh, you know, if you want to. You can continue to use that or depending on your use case, you can deploy on-prem as well, right? So that's another thing which we have done, given a flexibility of different choices of deployment. Customer can choose whatever 
is the right method of deployment to start with and then as they expand uh, they can continue to use that or change it to a different form factor as well well thanks everyone this has been another phenomenal episode of cisco champion radio if you want to learn more about nexus dashboard we've provided a helpful resource link in the description below so check that out you can subscribe to cisco champion radio on your favorite streaming platform and receive alerts on our latest releases so wherever you're listening to us make sure to click on that subscribe or follow button now Thank you for listening in. See you next Monday. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW group. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.